Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Steve. And this is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy Need Batman, episode 37, the 13th half. So we're back after the Christmas episode. And you know what? That episode took, took, that took its toll on me. Took its toll on everybody. (laughs) It took its its toll on Santa Claus. I thought after that episode, I'm going to need three months break minimum. Doing that episode put us on the naughty list. <laughs> but we're back because we can't stop. That's that's one. Yeah, that's one rule. That in fact, that's the only rule. That's Stephen Andy. Yeah, meet Batman. It's like it's like Spike, it's like Fight Club. The first rule of Stephen Andy is don't stop. The second rule of Stephen Andy is don't stop. So and that's it. There are no more rules after that. <laughs> that's the that's the only two two rules. Even Batman. I mean. We, Having to talk about Batman is not a rule on this podcast. No, it's not. Actually, so. you know what? What's funny? I went back and I listened to the first, I think, five episodes of Steve and Andy. And in the first episode, we pretty much say that. There'll be some episodes where we don't talk about Batman. <laughs> and that's been true. Yeah. In fact, even episodes when we talk about Batman, like this one. We're not really talking about we're not. We're not talking about Batman right now. It's it's more of a meta podcast is the way yeah. I like to think about it. Yeah, I do too. So, even, even when we're talking about like literally the episode of Batman. We're not. We're still not talking about Batman. We're talking about something more, more in depth, something deeper than that. In fact, we never talk about. We really never talk about Batman on this podcast. No, even when we say the name Batman, we're really talking about something else, so, Kane or something like that. So the Christmas episode, uh, that was our longest episode by far. Yeah, and 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 like I said, I thought I'm not coming back from that, but here we are. Doing another episode of the 1960s TV series, a Mad Hatter episode, and this is a good one, I have to say. It's it's this episode was about as mad as a Hatter. <laughs> that's uh, that's an accurate description of this episode. It really was. But before we get into that, I should ask what what you've been up to in these. We we have to. I guess we should spoil the magic. Okay. I am Let's... leaving tomorrow. Uh, there was no magic to begin with, let's face it. <laughs> but I'm to or tomorrow I'm leaving to go back to Cincinnati. I'm still in Austin. It's pre Christmas right now, and this episode definitely will not get released till post Christmas. Is it is it pre Christmas or is it post Christmas and you're catching a plane to go back in time? That's a that's a very good question. And I I don't have the answer to that, but I don't think anybody does. <laughs> so we're not gonna talk about all you know christmas right because the christmas episode happened here and here we are talking about christmas but this that's the last mention of christmas yes but you told me you were going to see and this is this is what i wanted to ask you okay you said the other day i'm going out with my wife we're going to go see sherlock holmes yes and i want to know what you thought well excuse me so we we went to uh, a smaller town near the town that we currently live in to go see it just because I like going to different movie theaters just to do it. And we're like, oh, we haven't been here. Let's go to this one. All right. Okay. So we'd get in the car. We drive to go see Sherlock Holmes in this smaller movie theater. And uh, Isn't it called Sherlock Holmes Ghost Patrol? It's called Sherlock Holmes A Game of Shadows. <laughs> okay. And uh, and we get in the car and we're driving. <clears throat> And uh, we get we get to the place. I don't even know what it's called. And uh, uh, we we go in. Get to the movie theater. Yes. Yeah. You park. 
What's yes. your thoughts when you get to the like you're looking at the outside of the movie theater, kind of the neighborhood it's in? What what are you thinking at this point? I'm like, oh, I wonder what this movie theater looks like on the inside. <laughs> okay. You know, this and, is podcast and, gold right now. It has like five screens. It's across the street from a co-op. You know where you can get uh, the co-op actually across the street's really cool because you can. Uh, they have all these great um, like bins with like really good chocolate chips or. Uh, different kinds of flour not like flowers that you smell but flour that you bake with yeah um like vanilla and like all those great things you know yeah <clears throat> so that's cool so you're thinking you had high expectations for this movie yeah. theater yeah 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 and we go in and we uh we're standing behind an, an older couple buying movie tickets to i don't know alvin and the chipmunks chipwrecked i don't really i don't really know alvin and, and um, the chipmunks ghost patrol Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, okay, uh, no one is getting that joke, but but us. It, it's an inside joke. Yes, <laughs> and and I look up at the at the lady at the little box office, and I see her sign. It says, "Cash or personal checks only." Okay, and what do so you we, th- do? You think to yourself, "What is this, 1997?" Yeah, basically. Actually, I'm thinking, <laughs> "What is this, like 1987?" Taking personal <laughs> checks, and uh, and I go, "Oh, it says that they only take cash and personal checks." And my wife's like, "Well, you know, we should ask anyway." And she asks, and they're like, yeah, you know, just, you know, cash and checks. And, you know, we don't, we're not carrying cash with us. I mean, who, what is it, 1997? Yeah, and we're not carrying personal checks with us. What is it, 1975? Yeah, exactly. So we leave, and uh, she was like, oh, what time does the, the movie start at a, you know, closer cinema? And I'm like, oh, you know, it starts at this time, and you know, we won't get there in time. And we're like, ah, you know, forget it. We'll see it some other day. So that was the story. It wasn't the most exciting story, I know. But the idea that they just take that they take personal checks is, I think, very strange. Yeah. Well, you should have just gotten a piece of paper and. That's true. And it's it costs like a nickel to run like a credit card machine. Yeah, they should just raise their prices by a nickel. Yeah. And don't even bother raising them. (laughs) I know. That was very strange. I want to know how many people go in there with checks and they write out the check. You know. For like eight bucks to see a movie. Yeah. (laughs) So the. (laughs) Uh, this reminds I had a weird um, the little memo thing in there. It says for Mission Impossible Ghost Patrol. That's this is the we will reveal the inside joke. When I first saw, I don't even know what it's really called. The new Mission Impossible movie. I saw the Ghost protocol. Oh, okay. I saw the poster and I thought it said Mission Impossible Ghost Patrol, and I was very excited. You thought they were hunting ghosts. I thought they were hunting ghosts. I thought this was going to be the spiritual successor to Ghostbusters. With uh, Ethan I, Hunt. I could not have been more wrong. No. I want to know why it's called Ghost Protocol. That's a really terrible name. That couldn't have been like the original name for it. I've actually seen what the other possible names were. The original name was Ghost Patrol. That movie is filled with Collins. Because Mission, Colin, Impossible, Colin. Ghost Patrol. <laughs> I was about to say Patrol Protocol. <laughs> it is. You can call it Ghost Patrol if you want. I think I will. Are we going to need see. to review this movie when it... Maybe. Kind of mind seeing it. You, know? you and I both saw the last uh, Tom Cruise blockbuster film Yes, we did. Yeah, Night and Day. Night and Day. That's classic, right. classic Roy. <laughs> the, see, this is what I mean. The, the last... I don't know how long this we've been recording, but the, it has been no Batman talk. No. So the uh, when the film's originally announced... It was hit a working title of Mission Impossible Four. Okay, codenamed, that, that makes sense. Codenamed Ares during early production. Okay, 
That's a pretty stupid name, too. Mission Impossible Ares. There had have been like some earlier title that they were almost going with. I think I think they they came up with Ghost Protocol and they stuck with it. <laughs> They're like, this is it. We're onto something here. Was that really the last Tom Cruise movie, Night and Day? I I, I'm sure something. there was some other one, but I'm I'm talking last Tom Cruise mega blockbuster. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's see. No, that was literally his last movie. Oh, okay. That's that wow. feels like so long ago, but it wasn't really that. It was long twenty. Ago. It was last summer. Yeah, so it does, that does feel like a very long time ago. The le- the other movie he was in before that was Tropic Thunder. I saw that theatrically as well. There you go. I didn't see Valkyrie or Lions for Lambs. No one saw Lions for Lambs theatrically. Yeah, literally, no one saw that. No, it opened to zero <laughs> zero point zero, zero million dollars. <laughs> this reminds me um, of a strange movie theater experience. Uh, I almost said experiment experience that I had. And if you listen to film jive, is it, which is I it know an experiment though, it was an experiment in a way. If you listen to film jive, you'll know, but I, cause I know a lot of our fans overlap with the, the drivers. <laughs> yeah. So I had to, I was asked to kind of last minute to be on an, an episode of film jive. And we were going to talk about Arthur Christmas. And so I had to see the movie like that night, you know? Yeah. And normally I go to a very great movie theater here called the Alamo Draft House here in Austin. But the problem with that is you those almost every movie, even bad movies sell out very quickly. And you have to get there about an hour early to really get a decent seat. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to try this other movie theater. It's 5 minutes from my house in this really sketchy mall. <laughs> I go in only person in the theater. Really? And- yeah, the only person. And it's a huge theater. Probably sat 300 people. Wow. It was really mm-hmm. creepy. I was actually kind of creeped out. So, And it's just you. And it's just me. Wow. That I knew of. There might have been other people hiding. But hiding, I yeah. So. There might have been a couple people hiding. What do you think of Arthur Christmas? You'll, well, you'll have to listen to the Film Drive episode. Oh, I wow. liked it. I liked it. I'll spoil wow. it. I liked it. Wow. Okay, you liked it. That's good. Did you see it? Have you seen it yet? No. Um, well, it's coming no. up. You can't see it post twenty fifth. That's true. They they they'll pull it after that. No, I'm yeah. It would just ruin the magic. They're like, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's it's got to get out of here. So before no, we I, no, I I have absolutely no desire to see the movie. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. I know it's like an Ardman film. Yeah. But uh, I don't like the Ardman movies that aren't actually uh. You know, stop motion animation. Yeah, it was good though. You you might like it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think if you saw it, you wouldn't dislike it. I wouldn't dislike. No, I understand that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dislike it, but <laughs> like I said, I like the ones that are actually in stop motion, like yeah, Curse of the Were Rabbit and Chicken Run. Once they start doing like flushed away, the one with the toilet and the rats, and it's it looks like traditional Ardman, but it's not. Yeah, you know? that you that wasn't flying with you. No. I like Sean the Sheep. Do you ever watch that? No. That's cute. So before we get in to the the to the 13th hat, mm-hmm. I guess we have a we have a couple announcements, right? Well, first of all, we have a new contest. Yeah, we have that. Which we're calling the Harry Comer contest. I I think that's what we're calling it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we have had zero entries into this contest cuz we have 64 Facebook fans and we've been stuck there. Yeah, I think everyone's going to join it at the very end. Oh, you're, they'll try to... Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. That could be it, like a rush. 
at the yeah. end. I think I think what it is is that they don't want it's like eBay bidding. How you uh, kind of watch the clock and you're like, I'm going to do this. There's like two seconds left, and that's when you put in your like twelve dollar bid. But someone else at the same time puts in like a thirteen dollar bid, and you lose. And so like, ah! I see. They're, everybody's playing their cards close to their yeah, chest. Yeah, is that the exactly. expression? Something. Yeah, it like is. That. I think so. Yeah. So to enter the contest, all you need to do is tell your friends about our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Andy, and get them to join. And we'll take the honor system. Just tell us how many people you got to join, and we'll know. Yeah, like I mean, we, we, say, we, we can know. probably tell. So. <laughs> and whoever gets the most people to like the page wins Justice League Detroit and maybe some other random stuff on my desk, like a glass of water. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, a piece of paper. A pen. I've got a pen on my desk. So that's that's autographed by the pe- the pen is autographed by the by by the by the paper by the paper. <laughs> so that is one piece of news. Another piece of news. Should we wait to announce it at the end? Because this is you know what I'm talking about. This is kind of I know what you're, I, 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 th- I think I know what you're talking about. But the problem is that we might forget. <laughs> I like how we're hyping this up to be big news, and then we're like, well, we might forget about it at the end. <laughs> Okay, we'll go ahead and announce it. Well, you know, like in the in the rush of things that we do at the end, like oh, you know, go to Facebook and do this and that and the other. You know, we kind of forget sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So I'll I'll announce it now. This one because we actually forgot this. That's (laughs) that's true. So I was browsing around in the Steve and Andy files back deep in the archives, and you've been to the archives. And and yeah, it looks like Raiders Lost Ark at the end of that movie. We've got a warehouse. There's just crates of stuff that undisclosed location central texas it is underground i'll say that yes i was down there doing some research like i do research <laughs> for, for a show like this you have to do research. oh my god hours of research and sometimes you have to go dip in the archives that's true i was go- i going to the archives and i came across aren't, a- aren't the archive aren't the archives though kind of a little bit like scrooge mcduck's big money bank where you can like actually dive in in your bathing suit and like swim around in there there is a there is a place to swim in the archives yes and and you're not swimming in water i'll just put it i'll put it like that <laughs> and it's not change either so it's not it's not exactly like Scrooge McDuck. But... it's similar i was swimming around and i came across a lost episode oh my god and people are always clamoring for more Stephen andy as you know you they know are this. yeah this I, is literally like a lost episode of like how like sitcoms are like, oh, there's a lost episode and like no, the lost is, yeah. episodes of the Honeymooners. But it wasn't really episodes of the Honeymooners. It was the Jackie Gleason show. They just said it was the lost episodes of the Honeymooners. <laughs> this, this is, is this, this is, is not a, this is not the Jackie Gleason show. No. This is Steve, a pure original Steve and Andy meet Batman. We won't reveal the topic, but it's it's good. It's not table tennis. The topic is not table tennis. We'll say that. <laughs> so there is a lost episode. I don't know how this episode slipped through the cracks. I don't either. I forgot that we even recorded it. So did I until, you know. What if it wasn't us that actually, ago. what if it wasn't us that recorded it, but two other guys? It's uh, Stefan and Andre meet Batman. <laughs> yep. Esteban y Andre. I don't know how to say meet in Spanish. I don't either. <laughs> Me. Meet. Contra, isn't it Contra? Oh, I no, think that's, that's right. Con- no, that's versus, isn't it? That similar Contra, Batman. No, it is the original Stephen Andy. It is us, yeah, and yeah. it's a good episode. So look forward to that 
in a couple weeks because we have yeah. to prepare it, right? It takes yeah, yeah. several weeks to. Well, people have to build themselves up like, oh, it's lost episode, lost episode. And they oh, have to I build know. themselves up. And you know? they'll be disappointed. Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't. I can't see how they're going to be disappointed. We have very optimistic fans. We really do. So, look forward to the lost episode. It, it's going to take a while because it's in a rough state. It's been in the archives a while. Yes. It's in a rough state right now. So Exactly. Just look forward to that. After the new year, shortly after the new year, it'll be our new year's present to the Batmites. It's the roughest episode that we had. In fact... If it got into a street fight with some of the other episodes, it would win, hands oh, down. Oh, it, that's, would, it would. That's how rough it is. Certainly win a street fight tournament. Yes. <laughs> Out in the streets, knuckles up. Knuckles up. That, no no knuckles, no glory. Exactly. The movie Real Steel is based on this episode. <laughs> I, liked, I like how a Hollywood production... <laughs> It's based on a lost episode of Stephen Handy Meet Batman. Well, Hugh Jackman's a fan, and he heard about it. He's like, I think there's a lost episode in the archives, you know, oh, or however whoa, he said Whoa, 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 I thought... He you? thought that was actually Hugh Jackman oh, was there, I, thought... I know. Because sometimes he comes in my room and... And he just says stuff to you? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I usually ignore him, but he hasn't... Yeah, hmm. Oh, no, he, he is. is a big fan, that's true. He is, yeah. In fact, his current one-man show on Broadway, I think, is about listening to... The podcast. He just sits there for two hours listening to various podcasts. Epi- our episode. Isn't it called? Isn't it just called Paul? It's called. <laughs> yeah, he plays Paul. Or does he play Harry Comer? He plays Harry Comer. Isn't the movie Paul though that uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost did? Isn't that about the Paul? That's about that West Virginia to? Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And also Harry Comer. He's yeah. A... Yeah. I would like to see a one-man Harry Comer show. Well, you Jackman's doing it. <laughs> so are you ready for the 13th hat? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so this is season one, episode 13 of the Batman TV series. The last episode we did was actually a while ago. It was a Riddler episode. Yeah, I know. Wasn't it? It was like November 23rd, I think we posted it. Yeah, but we recorded it several weeks before that, I feel like. <laughs> Wasn't that a lost episode as well? <laughs> It, it was, I mean, I guess every episode is a lost episode till we post them, but that one, we remembered that one, so we hadn't forgotten yeah. about it. That's correct. Okay. So, last episode was a Riddler episode. I guess you can figure out from the name. If it's like something villain. like High Diddle Riddle or, you know, Rats Love Riddles. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the Riddler. If it's got a hat, you know. It's the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter. If it's a riddle, it's the riddle. If it has something to do with being cold, it's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> what if it's like a very cold hat riddle? Oh my god. Oh, that's, that's the team up. <laughs> so do you have any info on this episode for us? Yeah. It's original to air date, February 23rd, 1966. It was written by Charles Hoffman, directed by Norman Foster. David Wayne, not the one from the state, but a different David Wayne, plays uh, the Mad Hatter, Jervis Tech. And uh, Diane McBain is his uh, his lady friend, Lisa. And uh, I, w- I was kind of doing a little bit of research, seeing who she was. And on Wikipedia, it says uh, that she reached brief popularity during the early 60s. <laughs> that was probably due to this show. <laughs> well, actually, it's this show was after that. <laughs> oh, okay. So She was, she was on uh, the television series Surfside 6 from 60 to 62. 
And uh, in the same year that she did this, 1966, she was in the Elvis movie Spin Out. Whoa. Which I might have seen. 1966 so, was quite a year for her. He plays a race car driver. Okay. But she isn't the main female. Shelly Fabers, who's later on the TV series Coach. Okay. <laughs> the main female. She played Cynthia Fox a Yug. So. So this this episode is also, like many of the earlier episodes, adapted from a Batman comic book story. Oh, really? I don't have that in my notes. Uh, the New Crimes of the Mad Hatter, February 1964. The Mad Hatter commits crimes based on the jobs of the 12 jurors who sent him to prison. Oh. We need to do a special where we cover all of those. Yeah, and we know also, I was reading... Uh... Batman art, um, not archives, but Batman, uh, the showcase volume one. Yes. And one of the stories is, uh, is one of the, uh, you know, bang one episodes we did the one with, uh, the heiress and, Oh yeah. Yeah. That one. I was like, I didn't even realize it at first. I was reading. I was like, wait, this is the exact same. Thing. It felt very familiar. The, yeah. You thought they maybe ripped off an episode. I was of like, our what? Show. And then I realized it wasn't. So. <laughs> but oh. I was, I was, I was angry at the time. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. All right. What are your thoughts on the Mad Hatter, the villain, the Mad Hatter? My thoughts? Yeah, just before we start it. I like the Mad Hatter. I I'm, I, I have to say I'm a fan. I like the Mad Hatter too. Although the uh, television incarnation, of the Mad Hatter, I'm not hugely fond of. Okay. But the like him in the comic books and even the Batman animated series, I always thought he was pretty cool. Yeah, in the animated series, he was very good. I always wanted to see uh, the Mad Hatter in a live action Batman movie. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait a while for that. Apparently, yeah, I think I, I think I am. <laughs> All right, so it's we... rebooted again. Yeah, another give it another four years. It'll be rebooted into uh, like the Tim Burton Joel Schumacher campy film. <laughs> they went super dark and gritty, and they're like, "Let's do it campy." We gotta crank up the camp, is what they're gonna say. We open on another glorious morning in Gotham City. Uh, the narrator, I think he says something very weird. He says the day people are just starting work. So I think if there are day people, obviously there are night people. And by that, he means prostitutes. I was thinking that two are vampires. Oh, that or or that <laughs> or or both. I was thinking both <laughs> vampire prostitutes. We see a chef uh, coming into his kitchen, getting the day started on the table. He's got some eggs, which obviously... Very that out overnight. Yes, I know, and very expensive in Gotham too. Oh, the egg tax, the tax yes. But this is like a fancy hotel, from what I understand. Yeah, I do think it's weird that there's only one chef working in this major, <laughs> major uh, luxury hotel in a major city like Gotham. But you know, well, well, I, I, I love what he has on his table. In addition to the eggs, he has flour, sugar, and what appears to be a bowl of lettuce. <laughs> and I want to know what he's making with these ingredients. Because I want to yeah. eat some. Lettuce cookies. I love lettuce cookies. So he, he puts on a chef hat, uh, sh starts to prep. Just then we see the Mad Hatter uh, and some goons kind of sneak in. The Mad Hatter rips the chef's hat off and uh, shoots him with this strange laser that comes from the Mad Hatter's hat. Apparently, that has eyes. Oh, yeah, it's really it's, creepy. It's like a Transformer hat. It transforms into a man <laughs> with eyes. It's called the Instant Mesmerizer and... It looks like he developed this technology, but he's like, I gotta give it, I gotta give it something. I just can't have two little things that shoot out. It has to have a little panache to it. So he got some construction paper and cut out eyes and glued them to it. Oh, this oh yeah. Arc. Oh, he's got to have it on a hat. 
But that's well, yeah. Thing. I mean, because that, that's his that's his thing. Because he looked at all the criminals. He's like, okay, Riddler has riddles. Mister Freeze has the cold. And, uh, and he's like, well, I'm wearing a hat, so the Joker has jokes. Uh, you know, King Tut has the whole Egyptian thing going on. I need false face has the fake face. I need something. <laughs> so he. He he knocks the chef out, mesmerizes him, I guess, and the goons grab the chef, haul him away. Later, we see a man opening up a sporting goods shop. Did you notice? And he's got a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Yes, yes. This guy is wearing, I, I would say, a very nice-looking Sherlock Holmes-style hat. Sherlock Holmes hat? Yes. Uh, did, did you notice the sporting goods shop seemed to, the only thing that they had was tennis rackets. Yeah, I noticed that, too. He's was a big that... tennis, that's why he wears that, that kind of, like, uh, fancy hat. Because ah, he, because he's just... Yeah, he, he's like, you won't find footballs or baseballs or anything. And he's like, no, only you'll find, like, polo mallets. You'll yes. find, uh, you know, saddles for uh, nice horses. You'll find tennis rackets. It's a know. millionaire sporting yes. goods shop. He it said is, exactly. No, unless, you can, unless you have to join a country club to play the sport, he doesn't want to sell it in his shop. Exactly, no. So just... he, and, he, and he always has plenty of sherbet. <laughs> On hand. People are changing clothes in that place. Let's just say that. Non-stop. Just then, a van pulls up. Uh, the Mad Hatter jumps out. I like how the Mad Hatter travels around town <laughs> in in a windowless van, like he's like, he's stealing hats and kidnapping men. It's like it's like Jerry Sandusky driving around Gotham. It might be. <laughs> we... The original Mad Hatter. <laughs> so he he grabs the guy's hat. Uh, the guy is, says, "What are you doing with my hat?" But he blasts him with the mesmerizing ray. <laughs> the goons carry him away. Uh, later, we see a similar scene play out in an antique shop. A guy comes in. You know where this is going. Mad Hatter steals his hat, knocks him out. The goons carry him, him away. What's going on? Why is the Mad Hatter stealing all of these hats? Uh, we see later. And the in... question shouldn't be why is the Mad Hatter stealing hats? Why is he kidnapping these men? I get why he's stealing <laughs> that's the true. Hat. That, that's true. That's a Hatter. good point. Why is he stealing hats and then kidnapping them? Uh,. Later in Gordon's office, we see he's very distressed. He says, three hats stolen, not to mention their owners. I like how he's he's far more concerned about the hats. Well, hat napping, is a, as Chief O'Hara calls it, is a big deal. In it's Gotham. a big deal. Men love their hats in Gotham. I, they Goth- say, Gotham is the hat capital of the, of the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does really seem that way, especially later in this episode. <laughs> It, it's uh it seems like the mad hatter's up to no good is what o'hara says <laughs> i love gordon i actually re- wonder how i would fare in gotham i don't own a hat yeah i'm not a big hat guy so we would we would have to move to metropolis maybe yeah or we would be completely safe one of those yes <laughs> so uh, o'hara says it seems like the mad hatter's up to no good um and i love gordon's response he says it's a sad day indeed when the word parole was coined, not soft on criminals. No, no. He believes it's not three strikes, it's one strike, you're out for life. He would put you, if you were caught <laughs> shoplifting. Especially if it's a hat that you're Stealing, stealing a, like a piece of bread for your starving children. He says, gas chamber, immediately. Oh my god. That's what Gordon feels. He's like, no parole. There's certainly no parole if you're, when you're dead. That's what he said. You yeah. can't parole a dead You can't man. parole the dead. <laughs> and and what and what's ironic about this is that Gordon is maybe the the least competent police officer who's ever lived, and yet he's that hard on criminals. 
Well, if you kill everyone in Gotham, there are no more criminals. That's his. That's his thinking. That's true. He wants to be the one lone man left. In, <laughs> it just in, him and O'Hara. No, he'll convict O'Hara of not paying that egg tax. Oh, that's true. That's true. So the, O'Hara and Gordon are standing around thinking about what to do. Then O'Hara realizes that Batman was a witness at the Mad Man Hatter's trial, so they decide to call him. Meanwhile, I don't see Batman on the stand. You do in a way in this episode. Not not quite, but in a way. But... <laughs> Meanwhile, in Wayne Manor, we see Bruce and Dick opening up a package. Um, it's a bust made out of this special Italian marble. Uh, uh, Bruce is a huge sculpture fan. Oh, he loves it. He was very excited like, to get this package. I like how the bust was shipped. This is like a valuable bust. <laughs> and it, it, it was shipped in a brown box with no pack with no packing protection. Well, it was Amazon. Fulfilled by Amazon. It was an Amazon Marketplace buy. Yes, that's why it was. It, it's questionable packaging. It took him like two months to get to him. And... Yeah. <laughs> just, just then Alfred comes up, uh, informs them that Gordon is on the bat phone. But before they can race off, uh, Aunt Harriet approaches them. Apparently Gotham City is having a tea tasting this afternoon, and she doesn't know what kind of tea to start with. And of course, if you have a question about tea, straight to Bruce. Straight to Dick. That's true. Dick is a big T fan. He loves it. <laughs> that woman has to be horrible to live with. She's always coming up to you with oh my god, like, with minor complaint, like oh my, I don't know what tea to serve. What 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 color socks should I wear? I know Bruce has to say, "Put it." Yeah, you know, Bruce doesn't care. He blows her off. He tells her they have to well, go yeah. bird watching. <laughs> it's the new fishing. Is bird watching? It is the new yeah. They race I in. I think that 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 bird watching because it's '66. The same year, the birds released Mr. Tambourine Man album, their debut album. I like to think that's what he means. They're going to a birds concert. I thought they were going to go check out the Babes. Is what I would well, have thought of Zan Harriet. I, <laughs> that could be true, but it's Bruce and Dick, so not likely. Yes, that she, she's confused. Now, now if Alfred said it, then oh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's a ladies' man. Everyone knows that. It's, it's well I'm, established in this show. And he's going as Al Fred. <laughs> So Bruce answers the bat phone. Gordon tells him Mad Hatter's up to no good. They race over later at police headquarters. Uh, Batman agrees. It's obviously the work of the Mad Hatter. Batman says he's planning on unleashing another reign of terror on Gotham. I think the first reign of terror was just him sealing hats. And that is what is considered a reign of terror in Gotham. I know. They talk like he's worse than, like, Hitler or Pol Pot or something. I mean, he's just stealing hats. Yeah. Well, and that's a big deal in Gotham, though. They love. They are at crazy. I like O'Hara. Then says, uh, "Where will he stop?" And Batman answers, "In a court of law." O O'Hara doesn't seem to really understand the law. He he seemed confused. Like court of, what? he wasn't sure what was happening. Just then, the phone rings. Apparently, the fire chief's hat is missing, and also the fire chief has been kidnapped. But they mention the hat first. Yeah, the hat's way more important than the fire chief being kidnapped. So if he, if the man was just kidnapping people but leaving their hats behind, they can oh, always find fun. someone to replace the person that the hat belonged to. Maybe not. When, maybe maybe they just leave the hat. They'll just leave the hat on the ground. <laughs> when you steal a when you steal a hat, though, that person it's like they're naked. They're like there's nothing they can put on their head. <laughs> there's only one fire chief hat that's ever been made in Gotham. That's it. So O'Hara asks uh, Batman if if he'll need any reinforcements. I love how the assumption here made by O'Hara is that Batman is going to follow up on this and not the police. He's like, oh, do you need any help? Because obviously you're going to follow up on this, right? He's got his fingers crossed. Like, I hope he doesn't say yes. <laughs> I need some help. 
Uh, of course, Batman doesn't need reinforcements. Batman, he, he doesn't even need thanks. He says all he need, all he has is his hope that warped minds like the Mad Hatters can be rehabilitated. Do you think he really believes that? I think he does, but Gordon is like, I'd throw him away for life. <laughs> uh, meanwhile... Like, I, I would bury that hat-stealing bastard a lot. <laughs> he wants to bring down the hammer hard on the Mad Hatter. He wants one, he was one bullet, send the bill to the family, so Miss Tetch, his mother, has to pay. <laughs> Meanwhile, in an old warehouse, of course, we see the Mad Hatter and his goons, and a lady goon, her name is Lisa. Mad Hatter is really nothing more than just a stylish man that loves hats. I mean, you saw him looking at himself in the mirror like That's that. That's true. Checking himself out. He's like, I look good. He does. He, I, and his only crime is his love of hats, and that's a big exactly. crime in Gotham. Is that a crime, though? In Gotham, yes. But it seems like everybody loves hats in Gotham. But he, he's got a hat fetish, and they don't, oh. they don't look kindly on that sort of thing in Gotham. That's true. So we see that he's got a bunch of mannequins set up like a jury. He places the fire hat on one, and it's revealed that he's kidnapping the jury that sent him to prison and also stealing their hats for some reason. And it Okay, a few things here. Why does every member of his jury, <laughs> they all wear hats or have some kind of profession where they wear a hat? Yeah. Is it – so there's two reasons reasons for this either almost everyone in gotham wears hats or is it a jury of his peers was that it that they wanted people who also like hats is is that part of it that could uh, you know what probably the mad hatters attorneys when they were screening the jurors the first question usually would be how do you feel about hats yeah on a on a scale of one to ten how much do you love hats ten being the most one being the least and they kind of were all hoping for people who are in, like, the 7, 8 range. Oh, yeah, and you know... They didn't the, want, like, fanatical hat fans. The average matter, but... the average answer to that question in Gotham is, like, an 8.9. Yeah, well, that's true. So It's like a Pitchfork Media report. <laughs> 8.7. So another thing, if all the people he's kidnapping are his jurors who have seen him, what, none of them recognize him. No. So, that was... They all a... hit a... They had to wear, uh, like, those, like, little sleeping things, like, little sleeping diamonds. Ah, I see. <laughs> they had to wear the sleeping mask. Yeah. So, the goons are complaining that they're hungry. The Mad Hatter says they'll eat soon once he's completed his plan. I, he's not feeding them. They're no, hungry. They're like children. They're hungry. <laughs> they just want something to eat, you know? His ultimate plan is to kidnap all the jurors and then kidnap Batman and steal his cowl, which is the 13th hat, by the way. That's not really a hat. It it yeah it's it's on your head so I guess it counts. And and in addition to the mannequins of the jury, we see a very bizarre mannequin dressed up like Batman sitting in a witness stand without a hat. And the the mannequin looks surprisingly like Bruce Wayne too. It's pretty well done, although the it looks like he's wearing lipstick, which might be accurate for Bruce that, Wayne. That, that's probably accurate. Did you notice that the Mad Hatter's girl Lisa has a day job? Yes, well, we'll get we'll get to exactly why she has a day job soon. But she, also maybe, says she also says waggy. She yeah, says. so the the goons, they're not excited about taking on Batman, but Lisa thinks it's waggish. What does that mean? I'm I, I, it is, I am assuming that it's good. Do, do you think that means it's good, waggish? She seemed excited about it. That's true. She should have said haddish. That's haddish. Oh, Man. he would have loved that. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Well, the goons, they're not 
too excited. They said people have tried before. It hasn't worked out. The goon always on this show. Listen to the goons. They're very sensible. <laughs> Not only do they think it's a bad idea going against Batman when the Mad Hatter does reveal his plan later, they're even kind of like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. No, they're not fully. In- they're hungry, is what they are. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, we- how about we just get some, like, steal some cash? Why are we going to this? Let's let's steal a couple uh, double cheeseburgers. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's let's go to McDonald's, hold them up, see what happens. So the the, the Mad Hatter says one thing: the other rogues haven't had that he has and will help him destroy Batman is his hat factory. So he takes him next into the next room. It's a hat factory, I guess. It doesn't look like you could actually make hats there. It's some knife spinning around, some spikes. Yeah. Uh, do you know who really do you know who really enjoys the description that the Mad Hatter gives it though? Oh Lisa. Lisa She God. is into hats. She really is. Or at least the production of hats. <laughs> so this is how he plans on doing away with Batman once and for all. All he needs is, is two more jurors to complete the jury. Lisa is apparently working for one of them. I, I think that's... Is that why she has a job, or does she just need the money because Mad Hatter's not paying her? It's not paying. I think it just was happenstance. That yes. She just she happened, had, she happened to be working there, and the Mad and, Hatter needed She's working in a hat store, and that's probably yeah, where they of, met. Of course. Yeah. She was the one that gave... You know how you said it, like the average was an 8.9? It's because that woman said... Her love of hats is a 15. Oh, my gosh. That brought the uh, average way up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his plan is to kidnap the entire jury, and then he'll ransom them for, quote, the biggest ransom Gotham has ever heard of. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, a million dollars, a hundred million, a, even a billion, multiple a tr- billions? A, tr- a trillion. No. What the ransom is, all of the president's hats that are currently on loan to the Gotham History Institution. Uh, not, not it's, great. He claims that's worth worth millions. I'm I'm asking, where are you gonna unload these hats if they're worth millions? I know. Well, who's gonna really want like Washington's hat? And you know it's, it's hot. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's gonna have to be some underworld person because he knows the hat's stolen. Is he there a big the, black market for hats? For hat, like presidential hats. Oh my god. <laughs> maybe have, that's a good. I don't know. Maybe he, I he, have he, to have the hat Franklin Pierce wore. <laughs> I want Millard Fillmore's baseball cap. Can you imagine what James Polk's hat looked like? <laughs> uh, the, this is the point where the goons are very skeptical. He, the Mad Hatter says, don't worry, it's, it, it'll work out. You know so... who probably had a nice hat? <laughs> who? Oh, he did, absolutely. So the goons are still skeptical. The Mad Hatter, he says, don't worry, it'll work out. It's, it's quote, so simple. <laughs> Lisa really leaves her work. Simple. It's not simple. It's very complicated. Lisa leaves her work. Later, uh, I'm not sure what is actually going on here. It seems to be some event for firemen. Uh, there's a sign outside that says, Welcome Visiting Firemen. Okay, I was confused too because basically Batman and Robin go to interview someone that saw the fire chief kidnapped, was hat stolen and him kidnapped here. Yes. And I was very confused because the woman that they spoke to, what she was wearing. Well, yes, we'll get to... <laughs> I was, like, blown. Like, what is this? But outside, there are there are people standing around. They're looking at the Batmobile. It seems like the firemen are actually wearing their fireman's hat and suits. I'm not sure what this is. I guess it's a convention of firefighters. Yeah, a fireman's convention, maybe. So Batman and Robin well, are... have it, like, oh, it's, a Go- it's the Gotham convention. Let's hold it in Gotham. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Batman and Robin are, are, are inside questioning uh, the hat check girl. Bobette. Babette? Yeah, some, her name is like Bobette or something like that. You're right, she's wearing very scantily clad. And I think that was their request of the firemen. The firefighters. I know, I was thinking, what kind of place was the fire chief hanging out at? She's basically wearing like the stereotypical sexy French maid uniform. She has no, I don't think she's wearing pants, is what it well, is. Well, no, because it's like super short. <laughs> I was very confused at what, why the fire chief was hanging out at this place. My, uh, I just want to point out, hats are so big in Gotham, they don't need a coat check. No, hat check. Hat check, Yeah. So they're interviewing her. She said it all happened so fast. Uh, she just noticed this weird man in a hat and a couple of guys carrying the chief out. It seems like Batman is interviewing her and just to confirm that it was a Mad Hatter. He goes, yep, that, that sounds like the work of the Mad Hatter. Oh, yes, obviously. Outside, the bat phone is ringing off the hook. It's the commissioner. Uh, the Mad Hatter has been spotted again, this time outside of a hat shop. And this is the very hat shop where Lisa is working. Of course. Uh, meanwhile, in the hat, sh- hat shop, we see the Mad Hatter's van roll up. <laughs> he gets outside <laughs> with his goons. Inside, he he sneaks in, grabs the hat off the shop owner, knocks her out with the, the mesmerizing ray, grabs her, escapes just as the Batmobile rolls up there just a second too late. Um, they talk inside to a very... Dis- you think it was so close, you would think that Batman and Robin would see the Mad Hatter's van and go, there's this van! Nope, nope, they're just like, there's, that, that's a very nice blue van with no windows <laughs> and no license plates. I like to think that there's a hat painted on the one side that we never see. Or the license plate just says hat. Yeah, hat crazy. <laughs> so they go inside, they talk to a very distressed customer whose name is Hermione, by the way, and this is... And she claims that it was the communists that did it. Yes, yes, she, she thinks that, uh... She tells him there's been a kidnapping and a hat napping, and, and she thinks the communists had something to do with it because the communists hate, well, they hate freedom and they hate cat hats and cats. From <laughs> they they hate hats is for sure. They can't stand them. Uh, just then, Lisa, the female goon, she tells Batman the Mad Hatter dropped something when he left. Obviously, a trap. I, I love what Robin says here. He goes, "Oh, cl- clues are very helpful." Thank you, Robin, for that input. They didn't have a lot of lines for Burt Ward. They had to not in this one. That or maybe that was improv. I'd like to think that it was. <laughs> like it was like his audition for whose line it is it anyway for the future. <laughs> so it's a business card for a sculpt sculptor. Uh, it's a business card for a sculptor, and his name is Octave Marblot. I think something like that. Uh, yeah, Bat- it is. Batman says no. It's, it's Octave Mar. No, you're Marbo, Marbell. I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, Octave. It's basically, Marbell. his last name's Marble. Yeah, but it's pronounced in a weird French way. <laughs> so, Batman says uh, we need to think about this some more. It's very interesting. Later, back in the Batcave, Batman reveals that he knows a sculptor from the card because Batman is actually sitting for a statue that he's making. At this point, I'm thinking, okay, is this is this like a commission statue? And 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 it is. It it's is. Warden Crichton. <laughs> He requested the statue to be exhibited at the prison, which seems very weird, especially when you see what the statue actually looks like. It's like a Saddam Hussein statue. <laughs> and, yeah, in 50 years, we're going to see a bunch of prisoners toppling that statue and hitting it with their shoes. <laughs> uh, Robin... That, I think, happens in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> That's true. Robin's wondering uh, why the Mad Hatter would, would leave such a card. Is he taunting them? So they go to the map of Gotham. They mark out all the places the Mad Hatter is struck. I, obviously, here's the pattern to the crimes. 
people who were on the jury. I'm, I just want to point out, nobody has figured that out yet. The, the, the Gotham, I mean, it would take like five minutes to look that up, right? Well, yeah, you would think so. All right, he said he's going to seek vengeance. Maybe, okay, who would he want vengeance on? Maybe his jury. Okay, he's kidnapping every single one of his jury members. The, either the Gotham City Police Department is very inept. Which they don't is, keep records. They or they keep don't keep records? Anything. Or they just don't have anybody on this case. I think it's, they... It's probably Gotham a combination of all three. Gotham of doesn't keep records, and then do, uh, no one's really on the case. <laughs> As in reality, like all the other cops are like, it's just someone stealing hats. It's not really that big of a deal. Yeah, the other cops are more sensible, probably. Or there especially, are no other cops. Especially after what Batman tells Robin later. When they get to the uh, the sculptor's yes, place. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Um, So they're drawing out where the Mad Hatter has struck on the map, and Batman notices a pattern. It's shaped like a hat. And I'm very confused at this point because I'm thinking, I thought he was going after jurors. Is this some coincidence? It doesn't make any sense at all. It's a uh, coincidence. Yeah, I think it is. Well, but, they're like, okay, all these hat people. Okay, yeah, it was coincidence. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the sculptor's studio connects the top of the hat. So Batman and Robin decide to check it out. Why they didn't just go there in the first place i don't know why they had to confirm well, they had to make sure that it made a hat you know maybe if it didn't yeah. it's like yeah it's not that big of a deal. no no hat yeah we're not going here at this clue later at the sculptor studio we see the mad hatter enter i love how he sneaks up on the sculptor steals his hat knocks him out drags him to the back uh just then we see batman and robin pull up outside they they race inside very quickly did you notice everyone on the street just kind of didn't really seem surprised that Batman and Robin were running around. That's probably very common in Gotham. No, I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't notice that. But actually, what I uh, earlier when I was talking about uh, how the other cops are probably focusing on another crime was when I think it's before they actually go in. Batman uh, says to Robin that they're going to have to turn on some sort of uh, oh, their security. Yes. Yeah, the car security because there's a there's been a a, 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 a bunch of car thefts in Gotham recently. That's probably, that's that's eaten up all the the resources and the, so well, I like how Batman, Robin, Gordon, O'Hare really aren't concerned about the rash of car thefts. It's that they want to put a stop to these hat thefts and car no. thefts. Eh, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> you can always buy another car, but a hat theft. Oh, that that's too. That's they cross a line. Batman, <laughs> so, and Robin care. As, Batman's like as long as no one steals the Batmobile. We're he's good. basically he's basically when it comes to car theft, he's Ron Paul. Inside the studio, we see the Mad Hatter has disguised himself as Octave, and I think he looks curiously like Adam from the MythBusters. <laughs> did <laughs> he you know? Did. Yeah. He did. Uh, Batman and Robin enter. I think he's in there busting myths about sculptors. That's what he's doing. He's gonna make those. He's gonna everything's gonna be ex- exploding very soon. Yeah. He's gonna shoot a cannonball. It's gonna blow up Batmobiles. <laughs> Batman and Robin enter. Uh, the Mad Hatter, he, he does a pretty convincing fake accent. Uh, Batman says, you know, we're here on a matter of grave urgency. Do you know the Mad Hatter? Of course, he plays dumb. He asks Batman, he's like, well, while you're here, you know, maybe you'd like to pose. Then we see the statue that the real Octave has been working on. And it's sort of like a Greek goddess style, but with Batman's head. There's a drape over it. And I'm only, I'm assuming that he's naked. And that's what um, I was thinking, yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's. It's uh, atom- it's macabre. I'm what it not atomically, but a- an- an- anatomically. It's anatomically correct underneath that. Uh, yes, <laughs> underneath that, very much so. Uh, the the Mad Hatter says, you know, he's having trouble with the head. 
you know, he asked Batman, could he remove his cowl? And he can and he can remove it in the dressing room, of course. And Batman agrees. He goes into the dressing room. I love the Mad Hatter's face. He, he's got a look on his face like, I can't believe that actually worked. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how it would have worked either, because wouldn't have Batman met the sculpture before? Yes. The sculpture and, and Mad Hatter look absolutely nothing alike. Well, <laughs> well, meanwhile, in the dressing room, Batman and Robin, well, of course, they're onto the Mad Hatter, but it wasn't his looks that gave him away. Batman says, he gave himself away with that remark about my statue's head. <laughs> And this is a quote. That was the first part he finished, and he was very pleased with it. Everyone knows if you're a sculptor, you finish the head first. Because if if you don't have the head right, the whole thing's going to turn yeah, out it's, a big mess. It's not going to look right. It's going to be ridiculous. So why even bother with the rest? And everyone knows that, especially Bruce Wayne, who's a huge sculptor fan. Sculpt- sculpture and sculptor fan. Well, he's a huge fan of sculpture. He's got a, an autograph book oh, filled yes. with famous sculptors' oh, yes. signatures. Uh, Mad Hatter doesn't know that. He gave himself away. So Batman and Robin decide to search the room. They find the real Octave Marbeau hidden in the what closet. A horrible, what a horrible job at hiding him. Let's hide him in the room that we tell Batman to go into. Yes, and he was, like, right behind the very thin door. So <laughs> even if they hadn't noticed the Mad, uh, Mad Hatter, they would have figured it out. I think that the Mad Hatter was thinking that I can fool Batman so well. That I can basically put the real sculptor right in front of him. And <laughs> he got cocky. He got cocky. Yeah. Um, if anything, that's that's the Mad Hatter's biggest crime. So <laughs> Robin moves to help the Octave out of the, the ropes. Batman busts out of the dressing room, calls out the Mad Hatter. Of course, a fight breaks out. Batman is knocking the Mad Hatter and his goons into sculptures. They're, he's being very careful not to damage his own sculpture. Though, well, of because, course. Uh, just then Robin comes out to help. Uh, you know, they're, they're fighting guys. Chairs are being destroyed. There is not a chair left standing in that room. Uh, then the, the Mad Hatter puts on his very special hat. He makes a move to blast Batman with the mesmerizing ray, but just in time, Batman busts out the anti-mesmerizing bat reflector. It's a mirror. A pocket mirror. It's a pocket mirror. Uh, the ray shoots back at the Mad Hatter, but he ducks out of the way just in time. It hits Robin instead, right in the face. He's knocked out. Batman goes to help him. He's very distressed. I felt like this was a very real moment. Oh, he felt. Oh, yeah. You could you could <laughs> see the real emotion. There. Oh, yes, there was. Uh, the Mad Hatter sees the opportunity, pushes Batman under a pipe labeled Super Fast Hardening Plaster, and I think everyone knows where this is going. The Mad Hatter pulls a rope, dumps the plaster on Batman. I'm wondering, did they use a body double for this, or was that Adam Weston? That was Adam West. <laughs> and they actually used Super Fast. Real plaster. Drawing plaster on him. Somewhere out there in a back lot, there's a perfect mold of a 1966 Adam West. And it's used constantly. (laughs) So the Mad Hatter says, uh, oh, this is perfect. I'll have a mold of Batman's cowl, and I can can make a cowl, and then I'll kill Batman. And Batman's in a trap. He can't get out of this this plaster easily. He's done for. So will Batman be able to escape? You have to find out. I don't, I don't think so. I think, the, I think I think the next episode it becomes the series becomes Mad Hatter. I, I we yeah. follow the adventures of Mad Hatter. Well, I thought the next episode is just the Gotham tea tasting. It is. That's it's a full half an hour of tea tasting, and then the episode after that it becomes it's it's the Mad Hatter. It's the Mad Hatter. Show. I would have liked to see that. I don't think that happens, but we'll have to find out next time. <laughs> Overall, I thought that was a very fun episode. I was hoping it was just the Mad Hatter was going to put a tax on hats or something. I had to, oh my god. O'Hara was like, I already have an egg tax. He's going to start up his own like tea party-like group called the Egg Party. <laughs> the Gotham Egg Party, they're going to dump eggs over... I, I think we made the same joke when we did the egg 
episode. <laughs> All right. Add, instead of don't tread on me, it's don't egg on me. Don't egg on me, yeah. <laughs> don't hat on me. <laughs> don't hat on me. So, a good episode. We'll we'll do the next episode soon. In between, though, you'll be it's it'll be a treat. The lost episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lost episode. So it has nothing to do with the Mad Hatter, but it has everything to do with hats. So go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Andy. Invite your friends to enter the contest to win Justice League Detroit. You can send us emails, stevenandy at gmail.com. Tell us your thoughts about hats, about taxes if you want. I mean, anything. About eggs. Eggs, anything you want. Yeah. Um, lettuce. What Lettuce cookies. <laughs> your <laughs> recipes for lettuce cookies. Hugh Jackman on Broadway. Oh, yes. That, that'll be a big topic on the Facebook page, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can only host 20 episodes of our podcast at a time on iTunes, so if you go to stevenandy.blogspot.com, you can download the old episodes there. They're, like you said, they're very fun. Yeah. And many are like lost episodes. They really are. It's, it's, it's actually fun going back to listen to the older episodes. Yes. And, and have a marathon. A marathon and, of all, now, 37 episodes. And, listen to back to back and realize how much, that we do actually get better. Oh, I was going to say, you could... Just follow us downhill. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so leave us comments on the Facebook page. we got some fun stuff up there, I think. Yeah, we actually have quite a bit up there right now. We have the, the Dark Knight Rises trailer. Oh, you, some, you'll want to check that out, yeah. We have some clues to uh, the holiday episode, which is already aired by now, or has already been posted by now. <laughs> by uh, the time you're listening to this, you <laughs> will have jo- enjoyed the holiday episode. I like to think that people are listening to the Christmas episode on Christmas Eve with their children. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I'm, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, I believe that's what's happening. Um, we'll probably put up. Uh, I'll probably put up a picture that kind of gives it like a hint of what possibly the. Uh, oh yes. The the, the the lost episode is. Yes, look for that on our Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so yeah, there's all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. There. And if you haven't already left us. A review on iTunes, you can do that, and you should do that, because it helps people find the show and, and know that it's not completely stupid. <laughs> so, it's kind of, but not It's completely. kind of stupid, let's be honest. All right, so any closing comments? Uh, I think I think we should say this just for the sake of, uh, of our good buddy, Mr. Uh, Jim Beard. Oh, yes. His, his, his book, Gotham City 14 Miles. Is currently on Amazon for eleven dollars and fifty one cents. There must be some meaning to that number, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. But it's currently eleven fifty one on uh, Amazon, which is a uh, good price. That's a that's a fantastic price. And if you can't scrounge up eleven dollars and fifty one cents for the defining book of Batman, and maybe the defining book of a generation, I like to think that it is the definitive book of an entire generation. Yes. Yes, and we are the definitive podcast of an entire Exactly, yes. <laughs> Let's just say this. Here, one of the Amazon.com reviews, and this guy only gave it three stars, interesting but mixed, but he had this to say. I just want to say a hearty thank you for Jim Beard's essay comparing the Batman TV, the TV Batman of, nine, of season one with the character as it originally appeared in the early issues of Detective Comics. I mean, a hearty thank you. You don't get a hearty thank you. I don't think we have no. ever gotten a hearty thank you for our work on this podcast so that's and, and, and this is a guy that wasn't even a big fan of the book but he still wants to give a, a hearty thank you to uh, so jim beard. check out jim beard's book you will be glad that you did and that was the grand prize on our cat contest too exactly and that yes. that person 
should now, have his his, his book by this time. I, I will say this, that there is a good chance that by the time this episode appears on the feed, it will no longer be 1151. But at the minute moment of recording, yes, it's 11 yes. Well, yeah, it's, it might be. So just yes. it's worth going, even if it's. 1251 it's still yeah, i like to think that the 1151 you the first one you act like it isn't there and you take the point out so it's 15 one yeah and what it means is the 15 minus one equals 14 that's exact that's okay i i get it now yeah. i get it now i think it's like a little like a little hint sort of thing like an easter egg you're finding the 14 and the and the price <laughs> Like I said, you have to act like the first, you have to act like the first one isn't there. Yeah, I get, it, it makes sense. That that's a very Jim Beard thing to do. It is. Oh, it's very Jim Beard. He's uh, like the M Night Shyamalan of uh, people that write about the Batman TV series. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. He loves twists and turns. <laughs> All right, Andy. Yep. Thank you for another good podcast. I, I'll talk to you next year. Oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Got your brand new leopard skin pillbox head.